everyone, and welcome to the Movie Shed Podcast. I'm, of course, your cinema-loving, shed-dwelling host, Mike. Oh, oh, the state of the movie industry today. I don't know if all, any of you have actually been keeping up on any movie news. Honestly, the last news I actually read was on the latest uh, delay of the Dune movie, which... It's a little bit disheartening. But what about the actual state of the movie industry now, right now? Well, from what I've seen, there's still, of course, the uh, drive for milking franchises, the big cash cows, the MCU, of course, under the umbrella of Disney. Disney still doing some crazy crap with their various films uh, there's still of course the debate on whether or not uh, theater release or going direct to digital is the way to go some are ha- you know half and half some are all in on one or the other everyone has an opinion frankly I would think it would be better to just do a simultaneous release rather than doing this whole spaced-out crap that they've been doing for years and years. But, you know, that's just uh, my personal opinion. Honestly, if, uh, if they wanted to see more money, if they just made it available to a far larger audience opening week, they'd see a hell of a lot more in terms of eyes on the prize, so so to speak, they'd probably end up making a lot more money out of it. Not that we can tell, uh, since, uh, for instance, like with Disney and its Disney Plus service, we're not privileged to see the numbers. Go figure. And I'm sure after that whole debacle with that live-action Mulan, uh, that was uh, probably a good thing. This is still new territory for a lot of them, and they're still trying to figure out how to squeeze a round, old-school business plan into a square hole. It's it's an ongoing process, and naturally, some are going to try their damnedest to find the greediest possible way to make oodles and oodles and oodles of money at the expense of the rest of us, and quality, naturally. Uh, Let's see, what else is there in the news? Sony's been oddly quiet, though they've been, uh, they released recently another trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'm cautiously optimistic, though from everything I've been seeing, they are trying their best, their absolute damnedest, to try and not only distance themselves, but um, try to erase that whole Ghostbusters 2016 event from the public mind. Will it work? Uh, It depends on whether or not the end product is worth watching. If it's worth watching and it's, you know, kind of a return to form for Ghostbusters, which, you know... uh, it's produced by uh, Ivan Reitman, and it's being directed by his son, I believe. 
So, maybe it might turn out to be a pretty good thing. Then again, it might turn out to be a big steaming load. We just don't know. Not until it comes out, anyway. Uh, though, talking about that, I did read an article in which uh, someone was trying to claim that uh, the reason Ghostbusters 2016 failed is because the studio had decided to follow in kind of the uh, framework of the animated series, uh, the real Ghostbuster from uh, the 80s and 90s. That that whole, uh, the colorful, kid-friendly approach was the best way to go about this. What really started out as a fairly adult comedy. So... I was reading this, and it brought up some intriguing intriguing thoughts, and it's true, I'm sure, that uh, there's always that eye on, eye on the potential for uh, toy sales. And that certainly was the case with Ghostbusters 2016. However, I think the failure of Ghostbusters 2016 didn't exactly lie with the idea that it was following in the mold of the cartoons. Honestly, I think it stepped so far outside the mold of the cartoons because where the cartoons itself were uh, fun, colorful, uh, personal, it could also be quite scary in more than a few episodes. They were quite terrifying for young kids. The idea that there was anything remotely terrifying or funny in Ghostbusters 2016 is, in my estimation, a bit of an overreach. You know, I've seen Ghostbusters 2016. Lord knows I didn't pay to go see it in the theaters because I wasn't spending money on that crap. I did see it when it came on the Netflix, and I'm already, I've already, you know, purchased Netflix, so whatever. What's one more crappy movie to add to my tally? And honestly, I watched that thing. I tried to keep an open mind. But I found that that thing was just, meh. I, not, not only did it not make me laugh, it actively made me angry. And that's, that's saying something for a film. I will give it that. It At least it gave a, uh, got me a emotional reaction. Sure as hell wasn't the one they were hoping for. Because, man... I was not, not happy with at the end of that thing. By the end of it, it's like, you know, I don't need to talk about it or think about it ever again. I'd rather it be expunged from my memory. But a uh, bit of a tangent. As far as... Uh, as far as that being its root cause for failure, I think that uh, that film was doomed to fail from very nearly its inception. So, to put the blame on a, you know, cartoon series, and that was kind of the mindset, I think is naive. Fairly naive. That you could pinpoint all of its ills on a cartoon series, you know, years and years prior, and that this still played a huge role in the thinking. No, I think the thinking was more than likely it was there. Uh, I believe it was the uh, 
producer in charge, a Kathleen Kennedy, as I recall, who uh, really spearheaded a lot of the major shakeups and changes that ended up making Ghostbusters 2016 the uh, giant load of crap that it was. So, yeah. Any more industry news? Let's see. Uh, I haven't really heard much out of Warner Brothers. Not that... I, I tend to get nervous when I hear things out of Warner Brothers. They're, they, they always have some kind of crappy thing somewhere that they're ready to unleash upon unsuspecting public. But considering that, you know, with COVID still going on, it's slowly getting back to normal. But let's not kid ourselves, everybody. Uh, it's not normal right now. And it's probably not going to be normal for a long time, if ever. At least not to the way it was prior to the pandemic. So, there's going to st- because there's still theaters that are now permanently closed. AMC theaters, uh, that was a big thing. And it was in the news not because of anything good. It was only because a bunch of guys on Reddit uh, managed to go in and uh, buy the stocks and send the stocks of a failing company skyrocketing for a brief period but that's not uh, that's not the news I'm sure AMC wants to hear though to be perfectly honest I mean AMC really kind of did it to themselves they they really put themselves into this with all eggs in a single basket kind of business approach so what are you going to do besides they've been over AMC theaters have been overcharging theater goers for decades. So, I don't exactly feel sympathy for them. They've bought out so many mom and pop theaters just to gut them and turn them into vacant lots. So, you know, as far as AMC is concerned, you know, screw them. Uh, let's see. Any other particular industry news? Various things when it comes to. All the all the various dramas of actors and actresses that I really couldn't give a shit about. That's something that I hope you guys kind of understand. I really don't care about celebrity gossip. I don't really care that much about most celebrities. They they perform a service, and as far as I can as I'm concerned, once that service, i.e., a film or a TV show, is done, uh, they're no longer an important thing in my mind. Frankly, they could fall off the face of the earth and I wouldn't notice. I just don't care. I don't care about their various things going on. And Lord knows there's tons and tons of celebrities who have large mouths and have something to say that's so important and I just couldn't give a shit. But, you know, that's, again, another tangent. Forgive me. Let's see. Any other business n- business news? In industry news? Uh, kind of crapping on the industry is kind of my business. Yeah, well, well, let's see. A uh, number of independent filmmakers, of course, they're still going strong to a greater or lesser degree. Uh, various film festivals have either been canceled or 
were uh, kind of curtailed in their degree. Again, much like the celebrities out off, offset somewhere, I could care less. Um, uh, the various award shows have dropped significantly in viewership. That's hilarious. I never cared for the Grammys or the Oscars or the Golden Globes. I just never cared about any of that crap. Honestly, it's just Hollywood patting itself on the back after bribing a bunch of people in the know. Come on. So I don't really give, really care about that. Um, Disney's been producing stuff for Star Wars under Dave Filoni and uh, Favreau. Uh, let's see, they did the Bad Batch. They'd done parts of the Clone Wars, the Bad Batch, what was next? Um, there's more Star Wars news, of course. That's, I don't know whether to be, you know, mildly optimistic or horrifically terrified of what's going to come out of that. Though, from what I from what I gather, everything under Filoni and Favreau have been quietly trying to erase the whole Disney trilogy of Star Wars films, which, you know, good luck. That's a stain that's not coming out. But you never know. Maybe maybe they'll find a way to redeem Star Wars a degree. A degree or two, at least. Uh, let's see. Star Trek news. Let's see. Paramount and them. Paramount's not doing any films. Paramount, I think, kind of given up hope on this one. Of the TV series, I mean, they're... They announced that Picard's getting a second series, which surprises the crap out of me because the first season was god-awful. Uh, there's another season, I think, of Discovery. Again, that one started out poor and limped to the barn every season. That was interesting. Uh, let's see. About, how about uh, news outside of the U.S.? How about news from across the pond? Uh, the BBC is crap. I mean, they killed Doctor Who. Come on. They killed Doctor Who, and they uh, they ended up eliminating a great TV show, Top Gear. Now we have uh, Grand Tour, which is cool. Speaking of which, I haven't really talked about a lot of TV shows, especially those that were uh, created specifically for a particular uh, uh, an outlet, not outlet, uh, streaming service. There we go. Uh, I haven't seen too many Netflix-sponsored ones because, uh, well, except for uh, uh, Love, Death, and Robots. That one's cool. I like that one. If you if you have Netflix and you haven't seen seen any of those shorts, by all means, check them out. You may not like all of them, but there's something in there for anybody. I mean, it's really cool. Check out Love, Death, and Robots. It's awesome. Let's see. Uh, as for Grand Tour, it's... I really like the show. I, I'm kind of hoping for the next installment, which I believe is in Scotland. But um, we don't know yet. We don't know details. We know that they'll be they filmed in Scotland. They had American cars and caravans, campers, out to us here in the U.S. Uh, I'm not sure what they're doing, but I'm sure it's uh, full of lots of old school hilarity with those guys. So hey, I'm glad for that. Uh, the latest shows that the three presenters 
uh, formerly of Top Gear, now of Grand Tour, Clarkson, Hammond, and May, each have their own shows now, or had a couple of their own shows, on Amazon, which is really cool. Uh, May had Our, Our Man in Japan, which was interesting, kind of seeing him bumble about Japan, as well as a cooking show, Oh Cook, which also was in charming and in, and fairly endearing, which is kind of interesting. Um, Hammond had a show with Tori Belice, I believe is how you pronounce his name, or Belice, something like that. Uh, Tori, of course, coming from uh, Mythbusters. And they had teamed up with uh, the Escapists, I think. Um... I haven't watched it myself. There was nothing really there to kind of draw me in. Uh, from what I've been hearing, though, the show isn't isn't really geared toward a more adult and discerning audience, more towards a younger demographic. I can't say whether or not that's true until I've actually seen it. I'm only going off a of hearsay at this point. But again, uh, uh, hey, if you've... If you've watched it, you know, you can tell me. I haven't seen it. And I've been too busy to actually carve out any time to go see it. I'll sit down and watch it. Uh, let's see. Uh, and Clarkson, of course, had his show, uh, Clarkson's Farm, which I haven't gotten through all of the first season. Uh, too, too many things popping up. Uh, wife... The wife and I were both watching it together, so if I were to try and sneak episodes, she'd be really pissed at me. So, I haven't. I've been good. So, I'm kind of just waiting on a kind of a weekend when neither one of us has that much piled on our plates so we can actually sit down and watch it, which would be nice. But, uh, so far from what I've seen, it it is pretty funny. Yeah, you Jeremy is not a farmer, and it is blatantly clear all the way through the show. So it's, I think it's fantastic. There was one bad review, but I think, honestly, uh, the writer of that was just doing that as kind of rage-baiting people, which, honestly, if you don't know yet, my personal opinion on rage-baiting when it comes to reviews is if you're going to sell your ethics so cheaply, why are you bothering to try and garner any kind of an audience? Because if you're gonna if you're gonna sell your your ethical standard so cheap, and the fact that you're not gonna gain anything out of it over the long term, it's all absolutely short term gain. You end up just proving to everyone and everyone around you in the uh, in the infosphere, as it were that you're just a pile of garbage that can't really say anything truthfully. You can't give an honest opinion, so why would anyone ask for it? You know what I mean? You know, I give my honest opinion. I have no ulterior motives. You know, if I hate something, I hate something. And more than likely, there's nothing you can say that's going to change my mind because there are things about it that I absolutely detest, and there are things that you'll probably love, and you're saying, I'm, you're wrong, it's awesome, and, you know, it's like, hey, it's awesome for you, I think it's total dog shit, sorry. 
That's just how I work. But at the very least, you can, you can at least I would hope, uh, you would be able to say, well, Lee, I don't, I don't, um, I don't agree with him 90% of the time. But at the very least, I respect him because he at least gives his opinion honestly and sticks by them. And I do. I will stick by my opinions. You know, that you can change my mind. But when it comes to films and what I like and what I don't like, those are just simple facts for me. Those aren't opinions, and you can't change them. I like what I like, and I hate what I hate, and that's just the way it is. Again, another tangent. I love tangents, don't you? Uh, let's see. Any more industry news? Uh, Hulu. Uh, there's a waste of time. Ever since uh, Disney went with Disney Plus and everyone kind of went scrambling to make their own service, Hulu has kind of been neglected. Let's just put it uh, kindly. N neglected. Abandoned. That's what it is. It's been freaking... It's just about been abandoned. I'm not sure what the guys running Hulu are thinking anymore. Uh, really, those are the only ones other than, say, YouTube. And YouTube has its moments. But YouTube TV, give me a break. The cost of that thing is out-freaking-rageous. No, thank you. Oh, I get to pay all this extra money for YouTube TV, and for what? I don't really gain much of anything. Most of the crap that they're shoveling onto you with this quote-unquote service is stuff that you were trying to get away from to begin with. Thanks. Thanks, YouTube. No. I think, uh, I think we'll just pass you by. Yeah, I've actually gone through a bit of a, a phase of just cutting out some of the things that we don't use. Hulu was one of them, definitely. Never bothered with YouTube TV. Still have Netflix, just Amazon Prime, so we have the videos for that. Uh, Curiosity Stream, actually that, for me, works. It's not movies, they're direct documentaries, but hey, I like documentaries. So there was a service I picked up. Uh, let's see, I have a bunch of free ones. Uh, Crackle, Tubi. Uh, I have Peacock, but I haven't used it. At least, not really. I have, really haven't used it. I probably should try it out, see if it's worth anything. What was the other one that I had? Uh, horror Flicks? There's Horror Flicks. There's... Well, I have Pluto TV. That's always fun. But yeah, that's all I tend to have these days. A lot of free services, not a lot of paid services. Mainly because the paid services haven't uh, really been delivering. Netflix used to be, have this huge trove of stuff. Now everyone's kind of scrambling for their own. And Netflix has kind of been left behind. And a lot of the stuff that they've been putting out, eh, you know, there's been a few here and there like, um, oh, let me think. There's been a few, like the the Witcher series, and that was okay. I wouldn't say it was good. It was okay. Uh, what was that one? It was um, was it Carbon or something like that? There was a there was one or two interesting things out of Netflix productions, and it's just Love, Death, and Robots is definitely one of their highlights. But not 
nothing terribly exciting on that front. But, you know, hey. Uh, have I purchased any other, like, HBO Max? <laughs> no. No, I haven't. Have I done that, whatever it was that uh, Picard is on, which is Paramount's thing, I think? Absolutely not. I've seen its offerings. And, uh, no. No, thank you. I'd rather not. State of the industry really has just been kind of blah. Which is weird, because normally at this time of year, you're getting tons of summer blockbusters. But again, with the past year and pandemic and the various restrictions going on, the fact that any movies got made is just a freaking miracle. I don't... I honestly don't know. Uh, perhaps this time next year we're going to have a fair number of uh, summer blockbusters, but uh, who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Normally, uh, it would be summer blockbusters, and right around... Uh, oh, about... There'd be there was kind of a there would be a lull around September and then October you would get a lot of horror films, and then starting in November through December you get your holiday films, and then January, February, and March were your dump months where you kind of dumped your second and third class films. That was how it was pre pandemic. How it's going to look this year is going to be kind of interesting. That's something to kind of keep an eye on. I mean, there's so few summer blockbusters that are really making any waves that uh, it makes me kind of wonder how the next bit of seasons are going to come up when it comes into fall. Because it's going to be very fascinating to see how the horror movie lineups are going to look if they're affect how badly they're affected. I'm not going to say they're not aff- going to be affected. They're going to be. It's just... Uh, it's just the way of things. If everything else, if the summer blockbusters have been affected this badly, Halloween's going to be just as badly affected. As well as maybe the Christmas movies might, you know, Christmas and holiday movies, they might fare better with a bit more lead time, but I don't know. Probably they're going to be hit hard. Maybe not quite as hard, but they'll be hit. Most definitely. And I see the next three, the dump months either being completely barren or overloaded. That's really what I see with those three dump months of cinema. Normally, the January, February's, and Marches of the year of the next year are always the dump months. You just dump all of your secondary, your kind of on the back burner kind of things that you've not really cared that much about. And I suspect, I suspect if thing, if the year continues to go the way I think it's going to go, the holidays are going to be fairly, fairly bare. And then the dump months are going to end up being just explosions of stuff. Stuff that probably would have come out, but got pushed into the dump months. But we'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I think that's going to be all the news and all the tangents. We're out of tangents. So I think I think that's going to be it for me for today. So it's time to close up the old shed. But I will see y'all next time. <laughs>